Jen Thonine, welcome to another episode of the Godfather, Godfather Minute. Minute with me, Alex Robinson. Me, Andy Robinson. And we're going to talk about minute number 47 of the Godfather Part 2. Minute. Minute. Alex, you'll know in a few minutes why I was do- what whose voice I was doing. Why were you beginning. doing that crazy voice? Well, that's one of the characters we're going to be talking oh, about. Oh, I haven't watched the minute yet, so I don't know what oh, I don't know what's, what's coming man. up. I don't want to spoil anything. Alex, no, didn't do Alex, no homework. Robinson, <laughs> you've heard of people who listen to this show, even though they've never listened, watched The Godfather. I'm going to be the first guy to do a podcast about a movie he's never seen. <laughs> the whole I'm going to do a whole movie by minute show, never have. How do seen. you know what to talk about? It would be so annoying because it would just be me going, "Well, who's that guy? Like, what <laughs> happens to that guy?" You know. <laughs> so you don't even give the summary. <laughs> well, I, no. I guess you. I guess you'd have to give. I'd the give summary. a summary. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I could read it. it might, but someone else. You know what? It, it might work. You know what? It might. It might. It, might. it really might work. <laughs> Not for us because we've seen all the movies before. Yeah. But I could see it. Kind of a straight man being being needing to. That sort of needs the, to be the, the listener is sort of the, the point of entry where I'm like, I don't know anything about yeah. sort of seeing it through my eyes. Yeah. I like it. And even better, he doesn't even remember the minutes before. So he's <laughs> like, well, you, who's Sonny? Who's this guy? <laughs> what is this movie called again? <laughs> That's it. Every minute we have yeah. a guest on who's never seen, a different guest who's never seen The Godfather. Really? So every minute we have to do the, all the backstory. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Anyway, let's Anyway, Alex, repeat after me. Yes. E minuto. E minuto. Numero. Numero. 47. 47. You got it? That means 47 in uh, Italian. And Italian it, or Sicilian? Uh, Italian. Italian. Yeah. Subtle it, differences. It would be in Sicilian if my father was still alive. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's a recap of what happens in minute number 47. Uh, Jenko and Vito, their night at the theater continues as the beleaguered actor reveals his uh, mother is dead. Mama! Bringing him to contemplate taking his own life. Mia! He sings. No! (laughs) Hey, speaking of music. Yeah. You were interested in, um, excuse me, in in plugging your, uh, we wanted to give a shout out to your musical group. That's right. I got a rocking musical group, the Underdog Night Soldiers. And what's coming up soon will be uh, a hand solo song. Yes, you are doing the closing theme for the upcoming season of Star Wars Minute, my other, my day job, if you Mm -hmm. will. And Alex, you won't hear it until it's totally done. I've been dying to play parts of it because I'm really happy with it so far. The funny part is if you put it is, is if you sent it to Pete, and he, I might never hear it because never. I never listened to the show, so never. I would never, I would never know what the closing <laughs> theme was. Well, great, let's keep it that way. <laughs> okay. I'll go listen to my uh, Tony Bennett records. That's right. So go check out the Underdog Night Soldiers on Spotify, YouTube, and everywhere else you can get music. Yes, exactly. I've done a, um, a bunch of songs now. Yep. I've done uh, the album art for so mm-hmm. uh, bunch of new ones coming out. Thanks, Alex. Check it out. So. Back to the minutes. Back to the minute. Minute number 47. With, yeah. Uh, now, this is a minute we've referenced many, many, many times pre- prior to this. We're talking years we've been 
calling out yeah. uh, dialogue. Maybe not now, but 10 years ago. <laughs> yeah. uh, where, the, where the guy on stage does his uh, famous mama, mama mia. And then the uh, music starts up and stuff. I, I realize we've made him sound a lot more like a ghost. <laughs> The past few years, <laughs> whereas he is like a ghost, he disappeared yeah. from uh, from Italy. Yeah, <laughs> whereas it's more like Mama, Mama Mia. <laughs> well, here's something uh, I I I did some research and I found out the uh, more information about this little scene we're seeing. Okay, it is a play called Senza Mama. Mm. Senza mama. Senza mama. Which Senza mama mia. Without mama. Oh. And so it, um, according to the internet, it was a play written by Francesco Panino. Okay. Who is Francis Ford Coppola's maternal grandfather. Oh, wow. So I don't know if this was written specifically for this. Was did he say oh. go to his maternal grandfather? Hey, do me. We doing this thing. We need a little Italian scene. Can you write a little scene lit? Or was hey, this? Hey, hey, God, uh, hey, Godfather, I, I need a favor. We start shooting this movie next week, and I I need a scene in there with a with a real play, uh, the big immigrant so, picture. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, we'll send someone out next week, and uh, we'll get you that play. No, no, Godfather, we start shooting next week. <laughs> No, no, Godfather, they, they did the play 50 years ago. Don't you remember you were there? <laughs> well, yeah, the, the guy. Don't worry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to write some dialogue that you can't refuse. <laughs> What's the matter, Pop? <laughs> well, um, it, well, how old was, was Francis, I almost said Frankie Five Angels, Francis Ford Coppola when he did this movie? Was his maternal grandfather still in the business of writing Well, he was probably in his early 30s. Okay. So he could still be alive. He was probably in his seventies. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, okay. uh, I thought that was really interesting. Yeah, very that, interesting. Um, so and also the car- the at the his his grandfather's name is Francesco Panino, and Panino is the name of the main character. Where she comes mm. in going, Panino, a letter from home. Oh and then, yeah. So I don't know if this is an autobiographical thing that he wrote oh my or, gosh. or what. Um, but um, that'd be funny because then his his maternal yeah. grandfather wrote mm-hmm. it. Grandmother, grandmother. No, his his um, maternal, maternal grandfather. His maternal his grandfather. Grand mother's father. Yes. Yeah. Maternal grandfather wrote this as an autobiography because the character's his name, which yeah. means, which means he's calling his wife a no good tramp. <laughs> oh, you think he wind up marrying her? Well, we don't know. We don't see how the play ends. Is there any other information about the story of the play? No. That's it? We only know the I mean, well, the other thing I found was the lyrics to the song that he's singing. Oh, okay. So that might provide some clue. Okay. But I'm guessing this is just the kind of thing where he would sing the song and then he would everyone would applaud and that would be the end of it. It probably wasn't really like a... Probably wasn't much beyond like... Is it really him. just this scene? Well, it's probably this is more or less just setting up the. It's like a music video. It's just set. I feel like it's just setting up the song. Mm. Like it's not really giving oh. me any story about like this it. people. It's just an excuse oh. for this guy to sing a ballad about missing home. That's interesting. With a little eye candy for the to keep, yeah. to keep people to keep Jenko coming back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they cast her in everything because they know Jenko just keeps coming back. So they're like, oh, we gotta put the the Jenko girl. <laughs> yeah. So um, well, he, here's the song. 
Did you have any other questions? I was just going to say, while you're looking that up, yeah, uh, I did notice that when... Well, go ahead. I'll say it as you okay. read it. Read the dialogue like not too fast. Don't don't okay. rush through it. I, and also, I don't know how much of this it actually makes it. This seems like it's it's a bit lengthy, more so than oh, so. What we um, see. Okay, but but then again, we've only seen a little bit. It obviously, goes okay. on for the whole next minute because mm-hmm. we see Fanucci stand up and all that stuff in the next minute. So it goes yeah. on. All right, here we go. So, so this is translated by someone on the internet. So okay, it's it's a little. It's a little, a little rough around the edges. Yeah. Um, solely for the love of an infamous, worthless person. And this is the this is the song, right? This is the guy. This name of the song is "Without Mama." Okay, but and but these are the lyrics of the song. Yes. So before you go into that, before the band comes in and he starts singing, yeah. Do you remember in the minute? I think I thought it was great he, when he's reading a letter. He says, "Mama, Mama has died." And do yeah. you hear the audience? Goes, Oh yeah, they all gasp. There's a collective <laughs> oh, gasp. No, no, they, ga- they gasp when he takes the gun out. Isn't well, that when they both. gasp? Oh, both. when he says "Mama died," they gasp. <laughs> yeah, which now I think is really funny, knowing that the name of the play that they all is... went to see is <laughs> "Without Mama." Right. And so they're all shocked. <laughs> like, what did they think was going to happen? Well, again, I don't think this is like. I don't think it was probably just like a list of like. It was almost just like different little acts. So oh, people right, might not yeah. even read the okay. if they can even read. They might not have read yeah. the program that says without you know anyway Anyway, so i do think that's a bit of a spoiler to name your to name your little scene lit or maybe it was really just a song yeah again it's more like a music video where the song is called called without mama Mm -hmm. and uh, for all we know there are other people there who are like oh let's they love that song they want to see that and the people gasping were the people who had never seen it before yeah. and were unaware that it was called Without Mama yeah or maybe that just means he came to America Without Mama I'm trying to think of other interpretations of Without Mama yeah it well maybe the lyrics we're going to maybe the lyrics will provide a clue Hey, we're going to smuggle olive oil, smuggle molasses in the trucks without Our mama. mama. <laughs> you know what? We're, we're going to sing songs at the wedding without, without mama. No, wait a minute. Mama gets to sing at the oh, wedding. Okay, that one doesn't really work. <laughs> you know what? Let's not let's let's interfere in Carlo and Connie's marriage without, without mama. mama. <laughs> let's um let's kill Fredo without mama. Not mama. Perfect. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here's the the words to the song. Uh s- hold sw- on, hold on. I love that also when the guy the the violin guy stands up. Yeah. In the front that's the uh, he's kind of like, yeah, like he's- a solo he gets to uh yeah, well, I think he's conducting. He's, yeah, he's yeah. the one sort of conduct, keeping the band together. Um, but yeah, it's funny that Jenko yells at Finucci for standing up, but the conductor, no one, no one cares. Yeah. <laughs> so here we go. Solely for the love of an infamous, worthless person, I departed from under Mama's breath and put out the flame of first love in this heart. I had to go. I came here alone and lost in America, in New York. Oh, uh, that's not in the song. I just put oh, okay, that. <laughs> <laughs> I came here alone and lost without the voice that comforts the heart, without mama's love that never dies and can always make you happy. Without mama, ah, this must be the chorus. Without mama, ah, how strong is that word in this heart? Without love, what can I do with this youth? That doesn't. Now, here's where it gets a little bit more plot. 
Okay. Uh, when a soldier, I was discharged. I returned home of Rosa, that cheat. Mm. So it sounds like he comes home and his girl is now um, cheating. I found that infamous woman married with my best friend who stayed to betray me. So this doesn't really seem like it has to do with the... Well, he, this is probably... All this is happening in Italy before he moves to America, right? right? Uh, running to my mother's house, crying, I told her the facts. She knew it. With tears in her eyes, she told me, go, go far away, my son. Try to forget. Like She's the one kicking him out of the house. Mm. Without mama, I swear this world is a traitor. Without a heart that loves you, you can't live. You can't live. And while the thought consumed me, after three years of grief and melancholy, a letter arrived from my sister saying that mama had died a long time ago. <gasps> That's what everyone gasps. A long time ago? Yeah. <laughs> what took her so long to write? I don't know. She had to learn how to read She had to learn first. how to write. <laughs> um, and while that thought consumed me, after three years of grief... Oh, I read that part already. Now, what remains of this life of mine? Everything I was hoping for is over. I've lost the love, the most sincere, the goodness of Mama. No, you can never return. And then uh, the None chorus. of that rhymes. I'm surprised they... Uh... <laughs> Use those lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was 87 when he wow. wrote it. it was, he just only sad. got the job because he was Francis Ford Coppola's uh, grandfather. Uh, well, that so, is sad. What about that he only got the job because it was his grandfather? No. <laughs> that too. <laughs> yeah. It's got to be tough. Yeah. It was a, we're a nation of immigrants. Yeah. Well, would it have been better for that character to stay in, in Sicily? That's the, that's the um, bittersweet side of the Ameri- of the American dream is yeah. that like for the immigrant story you come here for a better life but it means you have to leave your your yeah. old life behind yeah so that is the song well thanks for looking that up yeah I I watched the minute several times because I'd love to hear it's very nuanced I really like I really enjoy the song. Mm-hmm. I enjoy hearing it, and I enjoy seeing the actors on that little stage. And you pointed out last time that the way it's shot is it's very square and centered. We don't see the crowd all yeah. the time, so it really is like a show for us. Yeah, like we're in this theater yeah. with the. Because I guess if you're in the movie theater, you're in a theater watching. You are watching, like you're sitting in a yeah. theater watching it. So it looked <laughs> yeah. like a yeah, like a play. Oh, it's so great. Um, I love the set and uh, their makeup and their clothes <laughs> and everything. It's great. So, uh, so yes, that song is on the Godfather Two soundtrack. If mm. you're curious, if you mm-hmm. want to, you want to track mm-hmm. that down. So, uh, okay. You uh, know, the I forgot last week we what? were talking about how the actress in this scene, yeah, married Thomas Dolby. Yes. Mm-hmm. The very next day after recording that. I heard Thomas Dolby on the radio. Get out of here. Which is crazy because I haven't heard Thomas Dolby on the radio in years. You know, because you're so clearly our phones are listening to us. And we're I like, know. That's what I was thinking, too. I'll play Thomas Dolby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, changing gears for a bit. Uh-huh. What are your thoughts on suspenders? <laughs> I was going to talk about suspenders. There you go. We're on the same wavelength. You know, I'm not not big on them, but uh, I got them for Halloween costume. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right. I was Charles Ingalls a few years ago. Uh, <laughs> pa. Pa, <laughs> Oh, ma. Oh, papa. 
And I'll have to say, they're very comfortable to wear. Yeah. They're very comfortable and they don't... They don't pinch. Can pinch. No pinching, yeah. no constriction. Yeah. I'm I like them. Well, so yeah. Um, the times I've worn them, I have enjoyed them. Like I've worn them under other clothes. You know, like mm-hmm. I've, if I've worn like a jacket. I've never worn it where you can see the suspenders. Oh, yeah. Like, you know, like... Like when yeah. you were, if you were a pa, you had to wear them. You had to, you have to be able to see this. People spend, had to see them in order for it to work. But mm-hmm. so I, I, I like the way they feel, but I'm, I'm. It's like a line. I don't self conscious. I don't want to cross. I don't want to become a suspenders guy. Why not? I don't know. Well, no offense to any suspenders guys out there. I just don't feel like it's for me. It just feels like I don't know. I guess older and. And also, like, is it like geeky? Because or or like old man? It's more dorky than geeky. But I think people have embraced. I think you own it because it's because at least for a while, I remember people were wearing them in an ironic way. Yeah. Um. I think if I wasn't, if I was, if I wasn't overweight, I think I'd be more. Uh, I'd be more okay with it. Mm. But being a fat guy with suspenders, it's like a different like. I don't know. It's a different feeling. It's like trying too hard. Not trying too hard, but it almost seems... Like, it's almost like not trying hard enough. It's like you're just kind of like resigned to the fact that you're like, well, oh. I'm fat, so I'm just going to... I can't even get human belts. So I'm just going to hang my clothes from my... Oh, like, my gosh. <laughs> so it's like I don't want to... It's like a line I don't want to cross. And I know p- other non-heavy people can wear suspenders, and I see what you mean about hipsters. There being a certain you know, fashion trend about that, yeah. but... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just not for me. But like I said, they're super comfortable. What do you think about other people wearing them? I think it depends. Yeah. I mean, it's on a case-by-case basis. Mm-hmm. I think some people can look good in suspenders. There, there wasn't Robin there, Williams. Yeah, wasn't there a uh, suspenders resurgence in the 80s? I seem to remember like L.A. Law, like business guys. Oh, were, yeah. There was there was a b- business guys in uh, in the 80s did wear like they Wall Street wear, and they did yeah. wear uh, like suspenders. Yeah. Which is kind of an, like an, an ironic like office space kind of. Uh, yeah. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. Gary Cole yeah. wears suspenders. Hey, I'll tell Maybe. you what. Is he wearing suspenders? Does he wear suspenders? I don't know. It seems like he should be. Oh, not. my gosh. I realized I started talking like Lumberg. <laughs> Just doing a lot of vocal takes at work. Like, yeah. Um... Well, you see, we kind of see in Oregon, people are, it's the land of nice. People are very nice here. Mm-hmm. And so you have to preamble a lot of what you say with even good well, news. You, you know, have to soften the blow. You do. It's really interesting. I find I do that a lot more here in Oregon. Huh. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But anyway. <laughs> yeah. Peter, we, um, you see, it's kind of like those reports. We, uh, I'm gonna need to see, kind of see those reports at some point today. I was, that was my Lumberg, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I don't say all that stuff. Sure, sure. Yeah. But anyway, sure, so sure. I, th- I, th- I'm guessing suspenders were a lot more popular back in the 1910s when this scene takes place. True or false? I do think it's true. I don't know yeah. why when belts became the thing. We'll ask. I, it, may, it probably when jeans became popular, huh? Because I feel like oh, like all in all in like the forties and stuff, men wore like slacks all the time, hmm, as okay. opposed to. But I feel like jeans are more of a belt thing. I don't know. It's weird. You know, we'll ask. We'll answer. Okay. Next time, I should have looked up the history of suspenders. Why history didn't I do suspenders. that? Suspenders. I apologize. Listeners. <laughs>
Keep your pants on. We'll get to it. Um, well, speaking of apologies. Yeah, what else you got? I make no apologies for, my, for, for anyone. Um, so the, the minute starts off with Jenko being like, oh, look how beautiful she is. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> and Vito makes a point of saying, well, like, to you, she's beautiful. But to me, I have a wife and son. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting because it really flies in the face. The Don's a very prudish guy. Because uh-huh. if you recall in GF1, mm-hmm. he was he chastised Sonny for making comedy with that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So He's embarrassed of Fredo's uh, cohorting around in the book. Oh, in the book, you yeah. okay? You know, we don't really know his feelings about it in uh, yeah in, in GF uh, one. Mm-hmm. But um, so I think it's, so. The stereotype certainly you think of like. Crime bosses as like having a gumar and and like the Talia style, mm-hmm. yeah. but I guess because Vito is once again like he seems to be the noble exception in the gangster lifestyle. Like he yeah. would never cheat on his wife, you know. Mm-hmm. He would never. He's he's really is like a noble, a a probably unrealistically noble guy. Yeah, you know. So yeah. Um, yeah. although I wonder if it later on, do you think do you think he ever? Did he ever like have a mistress, or do you think he was always I mean, not in the book, not in the right. movies? So yeah. the character probably not, but right. like you're saying, I think in reality it probably was not likely. Right. So uh, we don't. Well, yeah, that's my guess, but we, I don't know. I don't, I don't we know. know if we know Fredo Tom catted around. Mm-hmm. We know certainly, certainly Tom catted around. We know uh, Tom had a mistress in Las in Las Vegas. Uh, Mikey was married twice. Like, he was married twice. We don't know if he ever cheated, though. If he was ever, like, a serial, um, yeah, you know, right. if he had uh, girlfriends or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, So, um... Connie got around. <laughs> she did have her wild All years. All the Corleone. Although she wasn't, she wasn't, she wasn't uh, married then. Oh, yeah. In between. In, yeah. In, in fact, I would even... Although maybe she was, because the ink was barely dry on her. So I guess she was technically not married. <laughs> so Yeah. As long as the ink's not, there. <laughs> barely not married. Yeah. Um... Hey, uh, yeah. when I said before that the whole yeah. crowd at the theater, there was a collective gasp. Yeah. <gasps> when he said Mama died. Yeah. And then another one when he pulls out the pistol. <gasps> mm-hmm. I realized that those things would never elicit that reaction nowadays. Because movies and shows. Maybe people are, are just too, people are just yeah, too jaded. Just, yeah, just it would have to be much more extreme. So what yeah. do you think nowadays would elicit that collective gasp in a live theater. <gasps> a legitimate one, not an, not an ironic one. Not a sarcastic one. <laughs> sarcastic one. Oh, <laughs> the guy's like, well, they're dying. <laughs> oh, <laughs> What would it be? It would have to be probably something really gross. Well, do you think it's like... But I mean, like people in—I I don't know—are you saying it's because people in modern times? It's all been seen and done before. So, like, like uh, all There's the family, which was filmed now. before live before a studio, or people would sometimes gasp for other reactions. Yeah, yeah exactly. In that yeah. situation, but you don't think that would? I think I'm saying could, nowadays in two. What is it? 2022. I think that could still happen. Really? Yeah. But but what would have? What event would trigger that response? I think it, it, it might be more that we we don't we wouldn't do it. Um, I think we 
because we've been exposed to so much more media, mm-hmm. I think the simple act of someone being like, uh, well, now I'm getting it. Sure, sure, sure. Think it through. I was going to say because if if we were following a story and in the season finale it was revealed that somebody died, that people might gasp because they've become invested in the, in the story. Mm. Whereas if you're just watching one, if if you're watching basically the music video of this and someone's like you know the beginning of the music video, someone's like their mother died, someone going oh like having not knowing anything about the people or any of the backstory, yeah. it seems like a yeah. harder thing to yeah like. Maybe people were just simpler back then, or they were just so like the idea of their own mothers dying was such a sensitive topic that even just bringing yeah. it up was like a, you know you know how, how superstitious you know Sicilian yeah. uh, Sicilians huh. can be. So maybe even just the idea of bringing up someone's mother dying was was like a, yeah. Yeah, maybe you're right yeah. that it would take some investment into knowing and loving the characters. Yeah, that a death could do that to maybe we're just so we're just so hardened because there's so much competing for our attention yeah but like well some stranger's mother died like yeah uh, that's not (laughs) what's that my problem (laughs) maybe it's because we're new yorkers so we're we're more jaded but uh yeah i don't know it's an interesting difference though yeah uh i'm trying to think of the last time i had that reaction i truly was shocked or you know had the the wind knocked out of me based on some event I saw on TV or in a movie. I think it helps if you're also, if you're not doing it by yourself, if you're with someone else, yeah. I feel like you're more likely to have a big, you know, it's like laughing mm-hmm. or you're more likely to have a bigger reaction if there's other yeah. people around. Yeah. You know, so interesting. Yeah. I'll take a note of it next time it happens to me. Like, oh, it was yeah. this this event that did it. So maybe this was actually the finale. Of, maybe this was like the season finale of, of Without Mama. Ah. And people kept waiting for like the whole season long. They've been saying, oh, mom's going to be here at the end of the, at the you know, oh, at the end of the month. Oh, it's going to be so great. And then he's like, oh, my God. Yeah. Or <laughs> chapter one was uh, Without My Brother. And, <laughs> and, and And the end of that was just like the brother couldn't come to the the wedding yeah and then the next one was without my uh daughter and it's because oh she had school that day and so like 10 chapters later it's without mama and everyone thinks it's gonna be like mama got sick or something (laughs) (laughs) that's great (laughs) it's terrible (laughs) and they would have hyped like they would have had like um a famous actress like there would be rumors that their famous oh, actress is going to yeah. be cast as uh, uh, Vicky Lawrence was going to play Mama, and then oh, like, that's yeah. great! <laughs> oh my gosh, has that ever been done? What? Where what someone... a great gimmick! Where it's some a play or a movie, yeah, it could be anything. Be a, yeah. Where the, there's a character, but you never see them because they're. All right, let's uh, wrap this thing up because the paywall's here. How can people hear more, Andy? People can go to godfatherminute.com slash support and for just a buck a month, right? Uh, 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 $3 Scratch a month. Scratch that $3 a month. Yeah. Inflation, right? Yeah. Inflation gets us all. You can get <laughs> unlimited access to all of our uh, content, all of our bonus contents, years worth of bonus content. 
Yeah, because in addition to the every episode of Godfather Minute being roughly twice as long, mm-hmm. uh, there's also bonus content for every episode of Godfather Part One. That's right. So, uh, and Alex, uh, just a, a teaser for those who aren't already subscribers: you will hear in this episode the actor who plays Carlo Rizzi. Who is it, Alex? <laughs> He uh, he sent me a personal message to get better when I was ill last month. Mm-hmm. So uh, go to godfatherminute.com slash support, subscribe, and you can hear that. So until, until next, next time, time, Mama, Mama.